the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to California Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities throughout the state of California. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of this great state and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed entrepreneurs, along with business and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Hi, I'm Carl Davis Jr. and welcome to California Business Connections. As a former chamber president and now the new inclusivity project coordinator, I'm always focused on helping all small businesses, but especially black and minority businesses. I help them start, finance, grow, and even exit their businesses. Now, if you're interested in getting help for your business, contact the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce and ask for me, Carl Davis Jr. Whether it's capital, you know, the vital resource, money you need to get your business going, or technical slash business assistance. That's help on operating and growing your business. Send me an email with the subject line title radio show to Carl Davis Jr. at Comcast.net. That's C-A-R-L-D-A-V-I-S-J-R at Comcast.net. My guest today is Mr. Wesley Alexander, and he's the founding CEO of CoBiz in Richmond. And I'm telling you, I love what Wesley is doing, and I'm excited about having our audience hear what he's hear what he's going to say today. But first, how are you doing, Wesley? How are you doing today? Uh, happy uh, Happy Wednesday to you. I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me on the show, and I truly uh, love what you're doing as well with this yeah. program. Well, Wesley, you know, I, I was amazed at that, and we'll hear more about it when we talk more about the Capital Summit. But before we talk about all the things that you do with the you know, as being the CEO of CoBiz, I want people to know a little background on like, who is Wesley Alexander? So Wesley, if you like to, I just want you to share, how would you, how would you want our people to know who you are? Who is Wesley Alexander? No problem. Um, I'm someone that believes in purpose and I always start there because I feel we are stewards for the next generation. And so that's my motivation. How can I help facilitate wellness um, for those coming behind me, for those currently who are, you know, my peers and for our elders. And that's really my motivation. Uh, I don't want to, years from now, be having the same conversations in regard to the status of our communities or the well-being of our young people. And so with that said, I just um, recognize as a young kid that there were discrepancies in terms of access to resources or in terms of how racism was impacting uh, the Black community especially. And I decided to pursue um, pathways to see how things truly work. So whether it's in science, law, business, law enforcement, intelligence, whatever the case is, um, I put myself in those arenas so I could be able to um, do my best to work all um, information and best practices to those who are trying to build something. And so, at a whole, that's essentially who I am. In terms of my educational background, 
uh, have background in biology, but also completed a JD MBA at American University, um, Bard in Maryland, and uh, was able to realize, you know what, I need to get close to the ecosystem of innovation, which to me at the time was especially Silicon Valley, the Bay Area. So I was able to get an opportunity to work for Intel Corporation and kind of get myself from DC to California to get my first foot in the door in terms of exposure of tech and startups and how, you know, a fortune, a fortune 60 ventures operating. And from there, that led to a domino effect in terms of uh, passion for um, helping create my own startup and working with others to start their startups and start their nonprofits, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and in between there, also sort of the FBI agent as well. Um, <laughs> Are you that, serious? Are you serious, Wesley? Yeah, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being serious, yes, sir. Um, <laughs> wow. You know, a lot, of, a lot of times I think in our community, especially, you know, we think about uh, it's great that we've been able to build things, but we also need to know how to protect things as well. And so um, that was one way, let's say, be giving back civilly to, my, to the country, to my community as well, um, but also just know how things work. And so um, I've never wanted to be a, a person that can, um, I don't want to go off what I think or what I feel. I want to be able to go off what I know and be able to provide direction to people who are trying to do something as well. Um, and that's just that's like a summary of who I am. Wow, Wesley. Wow, Wesley. That's pretty amazing. So, Wesley, are you originally from the Maryland or East Coast area? Yeah, I'm originally from the East Coast area. My roots started in New York and in Jersey. And then um, I went to school in terms of, uh, um, in terms of uh, undergrad and graduate uh, from Baltimore to D.C. Baltimore to DC. Now, how did you, how did you become an FBI agent, and how long did you do that? And, and what did, and what made you want to become an FBI agent? Um, in short, like I said uh, before, um, one one way uh, one way of giving back, you know, in terms of uh, um, serving the country in many mm -hmm. ways, right? But then also, um, it's important for us to be in arenas to know how things work, to know how to, uh, like I said, build things, but also how to protect things. Um, we so many times in our history, we've had these. Um, vibrant communities that were disrupted, right? And mm -hmm. so, uh, regardless of what system exists, no matter what country we are in, we have to know. Um, we have to know how to negotiate. We have to know how things work on a local level, regional level, state level, national, or international level. It's part of. It's part of navigating the earth. So, um, wow. in that way, in that way, I got a chance to uh, meet some great people. Also, meet some people who I understand are from the old guard, right? So it's uh, mm -hmm. in all rooms you gotta navigate people from all walks of life. And um, wow. I Almost four years. Four years. Well, I'll tell you, that's a wonderful, even though it may sound eclectic a little bit, that's a wonderful background as the founder and CEO of CoBiz. Tell us how you founded CoBiz and, and who was who was your partners or your supporters? How, how did it happen? Or, or tell people too what CoBiz is. Oh, definitely. So uh, I appreciate that. So um, CoBiz is a co-working space as well as a meeting space, an event space, and a business incubator located in downtown Richmond, California, in a community that traditionally um, had been uh, essentially categorized federally as a hub zone or opportunity zone. So there's no traditionally higher level, let's say, of poverty, of um, poor economic um, uh, outcomes, as well as lower educational levels. So the intention of the um, co-biz is to facilitate wellness entrepreneurially, professionally, and personally. And so we created this 9,000 square foot space that's open 24 seven, accessible to members and to the public, and we're trying to make co-working accessible um, in terms of the price points, in terms of educating people and how they can utilize it for their business, for their nonprofit, for their civic association, for their creative endeavors, for whatever they are trying to bring to life and have a, um, an atmosphere of uh, come as you are, feel welcome, 
feel inspired to also know that you also know that you'll be held accountable to fulfilling whatever you're called to do. And so that's essentially um in some of the what COVID says, uh compared to let's say traditional co working spaces, mm-hmm. um we are in a we are really trying to also um really inform people as to how co working can have a positive impact on them, especially when you consider that we launched November uh November fourth, twenty nineteen, right before the pandemic. Oh wow. Um so we had to adjust and adapt, but also provide show people what collaboration looks like in terms of how do we how do we how do we really role model community, how do we um provide a little insights on the resources that are available and provide direction, not just say here it is, but how can we help them um figure out how to you know complete an application or what does it mean if they get rejected? What are mm-hmm. some um some pathways they can take to challenge that rejection of that SBA loan, whatever the case is. So um, yeah, we're pretty dynamic space, and I'm really proud of my team and the work that they've done to uh, help establish the brand. Um, and if I was to just conclude real quick, I want to thank the, um, in terms of how the concept of COVID came to life, I want to acknowledge uh, mm. Brett Sweet from Renaissance Entrepreneurship Center, uh, Amanda mm. Elliott um, from Mission Main Street, as well as Andrea Bailey from Chevron, who were the original stakeholders who were like, hey, um, we need to figure out, we, we have this initiative called Equip, which is looking for entrepreneurship looking for workforce development in North Richmond. And so the so the question was, should we create a co-working space or a community center? And fortunately, they decided a co-working space. And at that time, once they decided that, um, they kind of made an announcement about it. And I submitted, I guess you can say, my vision of what under mm-hmm. my leadership, what it could look like. And mm-hmm. that's, how, that's how it got started. Man, I love that. You know, your story is so amazing. I want on this side of the show, before we take a break, I want people to know how could they reach you one, if they want to, you know, get a space or make an appointment or maybe even just partner with you or help even sponsor, how would you have people, Wesley, contact you? Um, the best way to contact me is uh, directly via my email, uh, Wesley, W-E-S-L-E-Y, at CoBiz Richmond, C-O-B-I-Z, Richmond, R-I-C-H-M-O-N-D.com. You can also feel free to reach, um, call me by, um, call me on the phone at 510-309. 7107 and just ask for Wesley and uh I'll definitely answer and um respond to your to your uh, to your call. Additionally, you can also follow up with us on um follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, um Facebook at Cobiz Richmond. We're also on Twitter at Richmond Cobiz. Um and then if you uh we're also on YouTube. So it's just Cobiz Richmond on YouTube. So you can see all the different videos and different highlights of what we're doing um simply there on the page. You can also reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, if you just type in Wesley Alexander and you put COVID, you will see my page come up. And I'll be more than willing to uh, to connect with people and figure out how we can collaborate. Just a, one last thing to add, I'll be releasing the impact report uh, at the end of this month to really speak to the work that we've done in this community since the pandemic. Mm-hmm. To really explain to really explain the value in terms of us, uh, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, from an economic impact standpoint, from a wellness slash social impact. There's some beautiful things that we've been able to do in collaboration uh, with my employees and with organizations here in Richmond, organizations from across the country um, in different ways that we've been able to just um, bring bring a different perception to what people think of when they think about Richmond as a whole. There's some people doing some wonderful things here in Richmond and in the greater in the community that extends outwardly from us. And we just want to be a part of um, the equity and wellness of the Bay Area when it comes to Man, Wesley, man, I love what you're talking about, man. This is perfect timing, man. We're getting ready to take a break. So let's just leave it right there. We're just going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to K 
California Business Connections. Join the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce and watch your business grow. Participate in mixers, webinars, and training workshops to help start, finance, and grow your business. All with the help of the Chamber's certified Small Business Development Center's consultants for free. That's right. Sign up for one-on-one help from a certified Small Business Development Expert Advisor for free. Call 408-288-8806 or visit blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Bay Area residents, we need your help. The coronavirus has affected everyone, and that includes Silicon Valley. Nonprofits that help small businesses like our Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce are in dire need of support. Your support helps us support and assist small businesses with workshop webinars and even one-on-one technical training for free. Please give, whether it's your time, your volunteer expertise, or donations. Go to blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com and see how we help Bay Area communities. Now, back to California Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. Brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. Welcome back. I'm Carl Davis Jr. And you're listening to California Business Connections. My guest today is Mr. Wesley Alexander. He's the founding CEO of CoBiz in Richmond, California. And and it's a wonderful 9,000 square feet of meeting space. Wesley, how do you do it? How do you have an incubator? How do you coordinate the meeting space? How can people connect to actually be a part of some of your services? Definitely. Um, so the first thing is we try to make everything plug and play. What, what I mean by that is we wanted to make sure that it's a, it's a very seamless process for someone to be able to access the space where they pass to come into work or if they need to secure a private office or they need to actually book a meeting space. Simply, they go to the website, www.cobizrichmond.com, and they can, based on your need, hey, I need a space for co-working, I need a space for meetings, I need a space for events, I need access to experts or resources, they can pick what they need, take the appropriate step in terms of uh, submitting a request. We see it, approve it, send them a welcome email, have that orientation, provide them with access to our keyless entry system, so that way they can come and go as they please, whether it's at 2 a.m. in the morning or whether it's at 5 p.m. in the evening time. We don't want to tell people how to work. We're in a very innovative time where we have to have to provide flexibility, not just to ourselves, but to our teams. And so we provide that um, that access and flexibility to everyone that utilizes the space. Man, that, that, go ahead, go ahead, Wesley. No, 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 go, go ahead, Wesley. I don't want to interrupt you. Go ahead. I was going to say, with that said, we realize sometimes co-working can be new to a lot of people. So I'm always open to sitting down and kind of understanding the needs of anyone who's stepping into this for the first time and really saying, this is what I think might be a good introductory way of experiencing the space or experiencing co-working. So we're always willing to meet with people and talk with people to make sure that they have the right fit as well. We just don't want people, you know, picking something is not the right thing. You know, we want everyone to win when they engage with us here at COVID. Mm. Now. Is it is there some cost to it, depending on if somebody's going to get a day pass or just going to meet somebody there for a business meeting or something? I mean, do you have a cost structure, and it's, is it on your website? Yeah, so we do have a cost structure. So we on the website, we try to be very transparent in terms of the uh, the price points associated, let's say, with a day pass. For $15, um, for $15 a day, you can get a day pass from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., Monday through Saturday. 
as a non-member. So you either come in, access the um, excellent Wi-Fi, best-in-class Wi-Fi. We have the uh, free coffee and tea. We also have uh, free black and white printing services as well. And you have literally 9,000 square feet of work areas to, to, to choose from in terms of how do you want to work. And then if you need a meeting space, once again, you can uh, identify what type of meeting space you need. If it's more of a one-on-one -on -one intimate space, we have a huddle room for that. If you need a more traditional boardroom, we have that as well. If you need a more flexible space that allows you to be more creative, we have a multi-purpose room. So you have all these options that you're able to select from. The price points range from anywhere from, let's say, um, for a meeting space from uh, $20 an hour to $50 an hour, depending on the space that you're utilizing. And if you're a member, you generally get 25 to 50% off the hourly rates. So we just try to provide flexibility to incentivize people to um, to take to utilize the space and to know that they're in a clean, professional, and safe environment. Now, I definitely have to highlight one of the perks about COBIS is that we're in the, one of the few spaces in the Bay Area where the Amtrak, the BART, the Capitol Corridor, AC Transit all convene literally footsteps from us. And then we're only about six minutes away from the San Francisco Ferry. So from, for those of us doing business, whether it's Silicon Valley or in Sacramento or right here in the Bay, it can be a great, it can be a great central space to conduct meetings. So that's another perk of the space as well. Wow, that's fantastic, man. Uh, you know, um, I got introduced to CoBiz when you hosted the um, Inclusivity Capital Summit. Can you share with folks how that tied into what you're doing? Because I was really excited when I came there and I saw your location. Um, give us your thoughts on how inclusivity, uh, you know, that capital summit did well for you there and well for the, for your supporters. Yeah, definitely. So I just want to honor Chris Horton. He's the founder of the Inclusivity Project. He recognized um, when the pandemic hit, more than about 440,000 Black businesses closed within a few months of the pandemic. And part of the reality was one of the... Um, uh, the reason why that occurred was that many of us weren't prepared for business, whether it's with our mm -hmm. financials, our entity status, things of that nature. So as a result, create a inclusivity project to really get the, um, the Small Business Development Center here, NorCal SBDC, to focus efforts on drawing Black entrepreneurs to the Small Business Development Center so they can leverage these free resources that are available to help them get that business plan, to figure out what the appropriate business licenses to figure out the golden market strategy, to tap into the network or the social capital that's required to do business, and most importantly, to be put, to be in a position to be able to secure capital so that we can scale our businesses and hire employees and be able to purchase the inventory that we need to be to stay ahead of the um, ups and downs that come with doing business. So, with that said, we were able to have this um, inclusivity project capital summit here at Cobiz. Uh, about a month or so ago, we brought in um, through collaborative efforts with the SBDC, um, different uh, financial stakeholders, as well as influencers within the entrepreneurial space to speak to the issues that are impacting us, but also the resources that can help us address those issues. So whether it was, um, how do you navigate the SBDC? What's the imp what, what are the resources available via the SBDC or the SBA or with GoBiz or in the office of the um, California Office of Small Business Advocate, things that we should know about if we're entrepreneurs. And so it was a wonderful chance for people to network, to ask questions, to not necessarily, um, let's say, become an expert immediately in that one, that one, that one day of, um, of, uh, of access to these, to these resources, right? But to be able to 
think differently about what is possible and to understand it not by themselves, that they have a community they can leverage, they can ask questions, they can feel safe in terms of the stakeholders that were there. They're the people who care, people who want to see um, see better outcomes for our businesses. And so it was a mm -hmm. wonderful um, experience for, to see the attendees enjoy, as well as for myself, to see our people in the space learning, um, showing that willingness to, to, to grow. And that's what it's mm -hmm. about. Man, I was so, I was so encouraged about it. You, you know, I'm the new inclusivity project coordinator. And like you said, I definitely want to honor Chris Horton for having a vision to put this together. And the one thing I wanted to do was to try to, um, do what you were saying you know it's almost impossible to come to an event like that and think you're going to remember everything you know i was just telling them remember one thing the inclusivityproject.com because if they can remember that they can call or i mean they can uh join and get an sbdc advisor and the and the advisor is supposed to walk them through all these resources you and i were talking about all these traditional lenders alternative lenders yeah, I mean, even equity folks that I'm trying to bring in Silicon Valley when we do it again. I love what you're. I love what you're talking about. Give me your thoughts in the next few minutes about if you had a vision of how to kind of create. You know, I'm, I, I I use that term about ecosystem of assistance and support. And you and I know it's really a community of a bunch of elements. Give me your thoughts on if you could create like a roadmap to a business success. What would it look like, Wesley? Uh, for me, when I think about for a, say a particular business success, the first thing is really being able to reach the entrepreneurs at the ideation phase so yeah. that we can prepare them, prepare them mentally for what entrepreneur requires, but also help them flush out the gap that they're that they're looking to fulfill like we don't yeah. want them creating something that already exists we want them to create something that is transformative that will move the needle for them personally with their business but also for the market and a lot of yeah. times i think we since we don't know we think kind of small so being able to provide that trusted guidance at that early stage i think can be very significant more importantly them having an the understanding that they're entering into a into a shark infested waters, right? So we <laughs> Very competitive. <laughs> Very competitive, right? So they, yeah. they need to. They, we need to get help them have the acumen necessary so they can think quickly, understand how to be solution oriented, know who to have conversations with, help them understand the power of networking relationships. Yeah, you might have got a rejection from the bank, but since you know someone in the bank, you could have a conversation with them to help clarify what the, you know, why you got rejected, right? Or you might have to go speak to somebody else. There are times where I had to guide people to go speak to the, con the congressional representative when they ran into an issue, right? Just being able mm -hmm. to provide that ecosystem that you mentioned um, mm -hmm. to help them get to where they need to go. And most importantly, uh, I want to say most importantly, but mm -hmm. um, we think about Silicon Valley we think, and the startups mm -hmm. that are thriving and the 500 startups and the Y Combinators, mm -hmm. they have community. Yeah. And so we need to have community but also understand how do we leverage community in terms of not just the people that you're familiar with but how do you create relationships with people that you that don't look like you people from different walks of life how do you build bridges that's what business is you're creating bridges to help you become more efficient um to, to figure out how to be more cost effective with your with your operations um to become better at engaging your customers and so there's a lot of learning that comes with it and so that would be a part of it as well the networking whether to be a critical factor a critical component um, to help our entrepreneurs have better outcomes.
Well, that is so huge. And you're and you're exactly right. I mean, when we talk about access, we only got about a minute left. When we talk about access, we talk about access to capital, which is really huge. But we also need access to the technical slash business assistance. People have to learn how to have business models to where if COVID or another pandemic happens again, you know, they won't go out of business. Man, well, well, Wesley, man, we're out of time right now. I'm just going to have to invite you back again, Wesley, because you have so much information to share. So let's just make sure we do it. We're out of time right now, folks. But you can hear this show again via podcast from your local Black Chamber of Commerce, the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. Go to blackchamber.com, click on resources, then communications. So until we meet again, whether it's education, health, even politics and sports, it's all about business. Stay safe and stay connected. You're listening to California Business Connections. You've been listening to California Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr., brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. For more information about today's show, go to blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email Carl at carldavisjr at comcast.net. That's carldavisjr at comcast.net. Keeping you connected. California Business Connections. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.